0: Harris Academy Trust is one of the UK's biggest multi-academy trusts. Most of these schools, both primary and secondary, are located in London. They are taking in a more disadvantaged cohort of students, where they have been successful in delivering results and ensure a successful turnaround. So, in a recent MAT Expo, um, we have some excerpts from the interview with Sir Daniel Morningham with three questions the first question is what was the challenges the second question was what's the learning like during the challenges especially during the time that the students are learning at home during the lockdown and question three which is the last question is what's the future will be like in education during or even post this pandemic so without further ado let's hear what sir daniel Morninghan has to say Question one, what was the biggest challenges at the beginning? You know, at the
1: start of it, we were being asked by one local authority, we were being sounded out about using one of our school halls as a potential mortuary. I mean, people in schools have been through all sorts of things that are unprecedented. And I think the biggest challenge for us will be to express our appreciation to our staff. I certainly can't thank them enough for what they've had to do and are still doing. and and it's how to continually recognise that and give that appreciation to colleagues is a challenge. I think one of the biggest things that surprised us was we knew about the vulnerable children largely, we knew about the terrible circumstances they have to live in, Um, but Theresa May is just about managing group, the group that really uh, keep their nostrils just above the the waterline and don't struggle most of the time have really become apparent and that group and their needs have been um have come to the fore and i suppose the challenge that we see at harris is now we've seen that larger group who are mostly okay but just just about managing is what we can do for them going forward now we know they're there in, in, in the sense that we see the struggles they have. Once this is over, we will need to do more for them. And how, how can we continue to provide the kinds of support and wraparound that we've been doing for that bigger group uh, in the future once, once this is passed? And, and I guess another future challenge is, uh, you know, a recession is going to come and that recession will have all sorts of costs in terms of health, educational loss, um, and we want to be on the front foot with, foot with that, and kind of planning for how we can maintain extra provision and, and wraparound care for the months that are <coughs> taken once COVID has passed, and the recession and the recession arrives. So these challenges are bringing are bringing new and additional challenges in the months to come.
0: And the second question was, what was the learning like during this pandemic?
1: when the, when the pandemic started i i i thought of the words that lenin was supposed to have said lenin was supposed to have said sometimes decades pass and nothing happens and then weeks pass and decades happen and i thought this is it this is the time for it this is going to make a real difference its time has come at last and um, you know we we went fully online, and uh, we've got sixty consultants in the centre, six full time subject experts who led the teams in the schools. And Microsoft told us last week that we're the second largest educational user of Teams in the country, behind one local authority. But but and it's been great to have it during lockdown, but. It's no substitute for the classroom. It's no substitute for face to face learning. And it's not the game changer that uh, all of the people who've ever sold me IT equipment over my career have told me. Um, And, you know, we want to have IT. It's important to level up. But, you know, for us, staff will always be more important. I guess what's changed is, Uh, There's now a better place for youngsters in the future once the pandemic is over who are at home or or in hospital and there'll be better resources for them to learn with. But we're not going to invest zillions in new IT other than the normal stuff that we do. Uh, because it isn't yet transformative. There's no jurisdiction in the world where research shows it's been transformative. That's not to say a group of schools can't make great use of it. Of course, I'm not saying that. Um, you know, maybe when artificial intelligence in a decade has come to fruition, then, then it really will be. But I think it's uh, what this has demonstrated is there needs to be an appropriate balance um, because uh, it is no substitute for, for
0: face-to-face teaching. Finally, what's the outlook for education, for teachers, for students, for parents, or even for schools? I think
1: the key is that we have many possible futures. As they say, nothing is written and, you know, we can can achieve what we want to in our system. We've got the best group of school leaders we've ever had in history and the best group of teachers. And we know how to close that gap. And the gap is the problem. The gap is going to be wider but there's no one better uh, equipped and no one better placed than all of us in this system now to deal with that. Um, Mental health is gonna be huge. And I think schools having an appropriate focus on mental health is going to be key. and uh, as, as Julian has said, a focus on careers education, including after people have left and making that available, I think is going to be absolutely fundamental. Um, and, and, and there's small things you can do. We're, we're taking on 90 Kickstarters. Um, you know, the government's paying unemployed youngsters up to age 25 minimum wage for at least six months. We're going to we're going to enhance that. Groups of schools can pull together to take 30 on. It's a small thing we can do, but those we're seeing some high quality youngsters. Let's make a difference there. And of course, the other thing is we know, as I mentioned earlier, recession is coming, and we know even though the austerity word is banned, there is a national debt of 2.7 trillion. And a small rise in interest rates is going to mean massive repayments, 10 times the NHS or 10 times the education budget. So let's assume that the money we'll get in education in future won't be always as high as it has been. And fix the roofs now while while we have time, while the sun is shining and get schools grouping together and generating economies of scale and reducing unnecessary costs and get themselves ready for when that comes. And I think all of those things with the generation of leaders and teachers we've got means that we can address this problem.